All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Premier Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the 2022 Canadian science fiction film Slashback, uh, which got a release on Shudder. That's where I saw it personally. I don't know about you, Andrew, but uh, before we talk about that, Same. how the hell are you doing, Andrew? Uh, you know, I, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I, uh, it's, you know, it's getting warmer here in the Northeast. Um, and actually, last weekend, I meant to mention, I, I, I did that that Krispy Kreme challenge. Oh shit! So, yeah. Uh, so how I was that? Actually, it was good. It was actually wasn't hard. So for those who don't know, it's basically it's um, you run two miles, eat twelve donuts, and run two miles again. Wait, so you flew uh, down it, here to the southeast, or was yeah, there one up we in Boston? Flew, no, we, we flew down to North Carolina, here in okay. South Carolina. Because uh, you, you said you had your um. Uh, thing going on that weekend but um but it was it was cool it was like i thought it was really fucking cold so in in massachusetts where i live it was like negative 20 degrees but mm-hmm. down in north carolina it was 20 degrees uh which is still fucking cold i can't deal with the cold um but it was it was it was a good time we just went down there we ran the race came back um but it was, it was fun you know anybody who hasn't done it it's eating 12 donuts is actually really easy it took i count i, I actually timed myself it took me four minutes to eat the 12 donuts um ah. and then I actually am really pissed at myself. So it took me 45 minutes to do, to run the whole five miles plus eat the 12 donuts. Uh-huh. Um, and I could have, I, I literally, so I got, I finished my first two and a half miles at 17 minutes and then I ate the, the donuts in four minutes. And then I spent a good 10 minutes walking around trying to figure out where to go. Mm. Like based on my time, I like, I couldn't <laughs> fucking figure out how, what to do after I ate the donuts. Cause you're supposed to like run through a certain shoot after you're done. I didn't know where it was. So I, I, I looked like probably like an idiot walking around with an empty box of donuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, guys. No, but, I totally forgot about that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I totally would have done that with you. That was last weekend, though. But yeah, but, but uh, fortunately, I was not able to do it last weekend. Yeah, no, you, you had your, 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 you, you got your blue belt, black belt. Uh, yeah, belt. my test little thing right there at the, 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 the martial arts program I go on into. No, I still haven't received the results just yet, but they should be ready this week, hopefully. So that's that. But I'm feeling pretty confident about it. That was, um, yeah, no, I, I tested um, for the next level in my martial arts, and I was partnered up with this, like, 260-pound man who was just full of muscle, does not know his own strength, and, like, he could be a bouncer, um, and he was just rough to roll with. Like, I was literally, like, after the test, after, like, him basically getting on top of me and mount and me trying to get out and then also going over, like, choking exercises and escapes and stuff like that, like, every part of me was just fucked up. And I'm just like, oh, God, I, I, I felt genuinely sick the rest of the day. Thankfully, Sunday, the day after, was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, okay, this is my usual soreness. This is fun. Was this guy, like, an instructor doing it with you, or is he also, no. like, trying to get his He was also testing, credential? Yeah. So what they do is at the very beginning, um, we both kind of, you know, they basically say partner up with someone, and then it's basically just an hour and a half of, okay, now work choke escapes. Okay, now work mount escapes. Okay, now work, uh, you know, headlocks or that sort of thing. What happened if you partnered up with somebody really weak to make yourself look good? Is that, uh, do that, that does happen. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they do specify, and they're just, like, make sure you partner up with someone your own size, but just on like who attends the test and something that's not always possible um but yeah just going on through on that front right there it was just kind of like oh god this guy's way bigger than me and i'm a big guy too i'm six foot 200 pounds but it's just oof yeah it it was really like at that point i was just like did my lungs collapse or something like that because i do not feel good um 
but yeah, it was, thankfully, everything's fine. I'm all good. I did see my PT on Tuesday just for a regular scheduled appointment, and she was just like, okay, yeah, it seems like you were just kind of not used to rolling with someone of that size, and <laughs> might have been a bit of shock, might have been something else. I'm like, okay, fine. All right, all right, all right. But I, I, I live. I live now. It's okay. Oh, um, but yeah, it's about an hour and a half of that. You just partner up with someone. And um, yeah, I like it because we're very practical. They really don't care what technique you use as long as you use like one of the tools you learn. It's not like practice these techniques in isolation. It's not like katas or anything in martial arts. It's literally just, you know, here's what happens. This other guy's going to try and attack you. Get the hell out of it. That sort of thing. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's actually um, where I was this morning as well. Um, I had an old friend, uh, one of my old teacher friends actually, um, came on in um he saw the pictures and he was just like i want to do that so i got him in for a free class today just on the buddy pass system and uh, he enjoyed it so hopefully we'll reconnect on that front um Uh but yeah that was that was my day that was that was kind of how that went and like i literally it was yeah it was bad last weekend but (laughs) that's that uh going back to the donut thing though have you ever played burial kart yes yeah we we played burial kart together yeah how dare you how do you forget this it's basically just Mario Karts, um, but ba- you have to drink. Um, you have to finish a whole beer before you finish the race, otherwise it doesn't count. Um, and the fun part about that is you can't drink a drive, so basically you have to finish the entire beer while, you- while your cart is completely stopped. Um, so, like, one of the strategies is, you know, just chug the beer at the very beginning. The other one is, like, you know, sip a third of it every lap or anything like that on that front. Um, but it's pretty fun. So, yeah. what's, what's your What's your strat? What's your pro strat? Oh, I try and chug it as much as possible because you want to keep up that momentum at the very yeah, top. But at the same time, too, then you're kind of just like all over the place the entire map. And of course, with the rubber banding AI of, you know, Mario Kart, if you do, if you are behind everyone else, I mean, you're going to get a star or a bullet bill or something. So it's yeah. all good on that front. Um, but no, that just kind of reminded me of the Krispy Kreme challenge in terms of just like, eat the donuts, then run, eat the donuts, then run, <laughs> that sort of thing right there. It, yeah. I, would do, I do, I almost wish, like, I, I want to do a, a beer mile at some point. Um, Back when I was part of my CrossFit gym, I kept trying to get them to do it, but they wouldn't do it. Uh, mm. But I, I, I think, I don't know, I feel like I can eat large quantities of things and I can run. And so anything that combines those two things, like, is, is my golden spot. I'm not, I'm not really good at most things, but that's where I can kind of shine. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, really, I really just need more of those in my life. Um, uh-huh. that's, um, actually, the guy that we did it with, um, one of uh, Lindsay's friends, boyfriends, um, he, he, I think, got 10th. He was, like, number nine. Uh, in the race, and I was like, because cool. mm-hmm. he like he fucking he does like ha- he does like half marathons and shit all the time. So I'm mm-hmm. like, damn man, you fucking killed it. Uh, I'm jealous. I, th- I did beat him the donating time though. He said he took him seven minutes. So I'm like, huh. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if he, but he he's done before, so he know he know how to leave. So I was like, I, I was so angry because like literally like you you finish eating and then you have to like run through the shoot and I. Uh, I walked around asking multiple people, I'm like, hey, do you know where I go? Hey, do you know where I go? And I guess, like, if I just kept running straight, I would have been fine. But I just, like, fucking, I thought I had to, like, prove that. I thought I'd, like, show my box to somebody because it said down the instructions. <laughs> you have to, like, prove that you finished. So I was carrying around my box, like, trying to figure out who to show it to. And they're like, just fucking run this way. And I ran that way. And they're like, you can drop the box, you know. I was like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, I was so confused. That's funny. Uh, now, I've done a couple 10Ks. Uh, the one, one of my favorite ones is up in Richmond. It's the Monument Avenue 10K. My buddy and I do that every year. And that's a really fun one because, like, everyone dresses up the whole time. Um, oh. There's a guy who runs the entire thing with a tuba. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Halloween races are always, always fun, too, because everyone dresses up. Like, I, I, there was this one girl in the Halloween race I did. He, she dressed up in the big inflatable T-Rex costume and ran the whole thing <laughs> in that. That was, like, a five-miler. That was that was good. Uh, oh. Yeah. I can do doing more of those at some point. 
Yeah, they are fun. And it's just it, you know, it's nothing to break up the monotony of running kind of on that front. Not yeah. too shabby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's get into Slashback. Uh, you were the one who recommended this movie. So how did you hear about this movie? And like, what 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 background do you have with this? So so I had I had like paged through it. So I, I've had my Shutter subscription for a long time, and I've just I've I've seen it pop up a lot of times uh, on my um, you know on my like scrolling. And I'm trying to find something to watch. Um, and I, I, you know, I just kind of thought about it. And then actually, I think it was before our last episode, I, uh, there's a podcast I listened to every now and then I, I kind of felt, I kind of fell off of it, but I listened to their, uh, their end of year wrap up, uh, this podcast called Faculty of Horror and they're doing their mm-hmm. end of year wrap up and they just kind of tossed it out and mentioned it. And they're like, oh, you know, flashback. It's a, it's an indigenous, it's a film, film with indigenous teens. Uh, and then they, they said that the dialogue was very realistic, uh, which I, <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take qualm with that. Uh, mm-hmm. but they, they, they mentioned it was like the thing and I was like, you know, I keep seeing it. So that's why I suggested it. And I'm like, you know, I like that the, I was interested in the fact that like, that, you know, it was this, it was, um, kind of, uh, starring these, um, Inuit or I, I think it's Inuit. Are they Inuit? Inuit, Inuit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the Inuit, uh, people. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, that's, that's, like, that sounds like a really cool thing. You know, I want to support it. So it's not, you know, maybe turn people onto it who hadn't heard of it before. So I thought that'd be kind of a fun thing to check out. Um, and that, that was honestly my only background knowledge. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a movie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I will say I was a little bit, I, I think, um, going into it, I was very hopeful and I was ended up being a little underwhelmed, unfortunately. Um, but how about you? You had you heard of it prior to me mentioning it? Uh, no, I've never heard of this movie before, honestly. And kind of looking yeah. on into it just to kind of get the premise for listeners who aren't aware. Um, this is science fiction horror. Um, definitely kind of wears its inspirations on its sleeve in terms of there is a lot of inspiration from the thing in terms of the creature that is basically terrorizing this small Inuit town up in uh, northeast Canada um, is basically like this not only shapeless alien creature but also like wears the skin of its victims and which uh, that sort of thing as well and it's not like you know it's very obvious there's no like blood testing scene where who's really the alien and who's not no it it is very very obvious on that front Um, but yeah it's basically a group of Inuit teenagers um, up in uh hang on one second what's the name of the town Pain Pain and Tron yeah yeah, Pain and Tron yeah Pain and Tron they they just call it Pain um, the entire movie but uh, basically it's a Hamlet's, um, it's a real place that actually exists, and currently, uh, excuse me, I, I drank some kombucha for lunch before this recording, so I'm kind of burping a little bit, uh, but do, 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 yeah, it's about 1,500 people who are living there in 2021 at the very least, um, so very remote Arctic Circle, pretty close to Greenland, honestly, alien ship lands there, and it's up to the spunky teenagers of uh, Pain to fight off these aliens. And that's basically the premise of it. And honestly, there's really not much more to the plot than that. Um, one cool thing about this is, just a little bit behind it, um, the uh, director, who is um, Nyla Inuksuk, Nyla Inuksuk, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, uh, but she's me. actually, yeah, she's she's from this area. Not Payne specifically, but kind of from the Providence. Um, had a lot of just uh, Inuit, uh, Iliquate, culture uh, exposed to it growing up or she actually was at that point um or is <laughs> um but basically she just really wanted to have you know a movie out there that kind of represented that culture in a positive way for the most part uh, because you know the teenagers have problems with this whole the, the the town and that sort of thing they want to go out that's one of the central conflicts of the movie um but it was kind of just nice you know it's obviously a passion project for her it's something that she wanted to kind of push push forward which uh, more power to her definitely um, but mm-hmm. the really cool thing is um, 
the actors and actresses, for the most part, especially the main characters, the main teen girls, they were actual teenagers who live. Um, so they had a pool of about 1,500 people to choose from. And then, of course, you have to break it down by teenagers, teenagers who are female, and this specific age range, and that sort of thing, too. So, you know, it was pretty small in terms of that, but it was pretty cool that they filmed on location and then also gathered people who actually live there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that right there. Um, in terms of yeah. what I thought of this movie, because you kind of gave your stuff uh, real quick. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty much in agreement by this. I was pretty underwhelmed by this movie. It's not offensive. It's not bad. It's just it could have been so much more. And that I, I have lots of little bits here and there. And honestly, I'm probably not going to remember this movie in a year. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned too, like I think only one of the actual actors had an, act, an acting credit prior to this. I think it was mm-hmm. Lena. Um, she had she had one acting credit. I, I looked through them all, um, and it was just on like a you know the local show or, or channel, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's and and you know it's uh, well, like you said, it's it's really um, minimal. <laughs> I don't know. It's very, it's very basic. Um, and like you said, it's not offensive. It's not. It doesn't go. It doesn't try to be anything more than it is. Um, but I think it is a movie that really kind of shows. Uh, both its effects and I think the acting is not uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I would agree with that as well. Like this is again, they I, I I do appreciate the fact that they you know hired actresses that actually live in the city and actors as well. And I I do like that they really wanted to showcase this and they want to make it as authentic as possible for an alien invasion movie. Um, but yeah, the acting all around honestly is pretty bad in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, do, you want, do you want to go, go over the, the the basic plot of it? Uh, I think we already did. That's, true, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, really it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's really not much, I guess. Yeah, because like, a, a brief description is the description. Uh, but I think that, that's kind of, I think, again, kind of a detriment to the film is that it's um, it, it, it like, like, like the plot of alien comes to town. These girls, uh, you know, fight the alien is is literally the entire plot. There's not really, I think, like even like character wise, like there's not really a lot going on. There's like there's maybe a slight romantic subplot. Which doesn't really get resolved, but also doesn't really get much attention. I I was really confused actually about what the romantic subplot in this movie mm-hmm. about what was going on and like uh, yeah, like there's a couple character. teen issues in here as well. Like one of the girls has a crush on the cutest boy in pain, and um, also too there's like the whole big sister little sister dynamic in terms of the little sister always wants to keep coming and following them and that sort of thing. And there's a really weird scene where the little sister who's like I don't know nine ten years old is talking to this other person and just like i never talked to you because you're the coolest person i thought you were the coolest person and i'm not cool at all and it just it felt very inauthentic as someone who taught nine ten year olds for basically seven years it's yeah it did not yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's actually one of the things because um again the faculty of horror they mentioned that it felt like there was really realistic conversations and again you know these are uh young 14 year old girls so you know i don't really have the context for that uh but to me, a lot of the dialogue felt like, I don't know, like maybe it could have been done, gone over a couple more times. It felt mm-hmm. like, I don't know, they, they, they weren't the most natural. And a lot of times the characters weren't looking at each other or they'd kind of like their intonation be kind of weird. Like it felt like they were reading lines, um, which is weird. Again, like I, I couldn't tell at times that was intentional. Like for a while, I was, I was maybe attributing it to an accent or something like that that I wasn't quite familiar with. Um but I do think it was a lot of, you know, these, these, you know, these, these, these are young kids. Like, you know, they can definitely become better actors in the future, actresses in the future. But I think, you know, for the most part, a lot of them were just kind of, you know, just saying their lines more or less. I think that, they, you know, they were kind of given who their characters were. Um, but then I didn't really get much beyond, beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. Were there were there any like which were there any obviously? So we have, we have our four main characters, mm-hmm. uh, the four main girls. Um, which I realized that one of them isn't isn't. I'm looking at the the cover art right now, and Alina is actually isn't isn't on there. It's weird. They they, they have Uki, Makia, and uh, Jesse, but they don't have uh, Luna. Which I guess, she doesn't die, right? No, she doesn't die. No, no none of the <laughs> no, teams no, die. No, uh-huh. Yeah, we, yeah, we have well, a kill count of what three throughout the entire movie because there's the guy from the opening scene, there's the two cops, and that's it, right? Did anyone else die in this movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Nah. I don't know, but what, what do you think of our cast of characters, our, our, our main our main cast, our main trio, or quadrio, quadruple? I felt their personalities were distinct enough, and, like, they were each given kind of a character trait to, like, kind of tell them apart. Like, I had no trouble telling them apart. Um, oh, yeah. Or just kind of getting their personalities on that point. Like, there's the spunky one, there's the main character whose father is a hunter, and she kind of, like, lives in his shadow. Um, there's, you know, the smart one who comes up with all the ideas and that sort of thing as well. So I, I do feel like they were very distinct on that front. The, the characters themselves I had no issue with. I felt that they were all pretty good characters for the most part. Um, it was just the writing was kind of, yeah, and the delivery was just not great either. <laughs> so, yeah. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I feel the same way. But I feel, I feel like their characters were like, like, like you mentioned, like uh, Ma- Ma- uh, Micah, Micah. I think uh, mm-hmm. the the daughter of the um, the hunter guy, like and our main character, I feel like more or less, like I I feel like there were a lot of elements where like that, that character wasn't really explored, like the hunting part wasn't really a thing. I feel like that was yeah. really talked about because then Uki like took the gun and was like good with the gun, and so it seemed weird that like there was this whole thing like where she talks talking about how her like I feel like the, the conversation about I think um, I don't know the the life of these Inuit people and how like the father was basically could only hunt and that was the only thing he could really do. Uh, it, it seemed at times like nihilist, not nihilistic. Um, what do you call it? Like sad. And, and like, mm-hmm. I, again, I think that's part of it was, was like, you know, there were the cops coming in from out, out of town and there was this idea that like, you know, these, these kids were kind of in this community where, you know, people were, or some of them were living in what were essentially um, storage shipping containers essentially. And so there's this weird kind of, I think like, an attempted discussion on like how these Inuit people were uh, the life that they were living during, you know, in this current time. Uh, but it was really, I don't know. It was talked about, but not really addressed. Like it was, it was just kind of like things that we saw every now and then, like we saw that there's some poverty going on and we saw like, you know, where this incident where, um, you know, these little girls were taking care of their families, uh, you know, were taking care of the younger siblings and like their, their grandparents were like involved and in, were involved in raising some of them. Like mm-hmm. there was this, culture that was being like kind of shown to us at times but again it was it didn't really feel super intentional enough to say anything and it didn't feel like it was none of them none of it really ever became a plot point in the sense that like i don't know like the the relationship with the daughter and the father never really went anywhere the relationship with the sisters never went anywhere like it just kind of and even like uki's kind of like uh being raised by her grandmother it seemed um who was a drunk apparently which uh you know like that kind of we see elements of these characters' lives, but they're not really, they're just, they're just there. There's nothing going on with them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, Makia, or sorry, Micah's desire to leave, like, the, her, you know, this, she has that discussion, she doesn't like the city, she doesn't like the town, doesn't really go anywhere. It just kind of is said, I guess. Like, it felt like this was written kind of stereotypically. Like, I don't know, I think this is a very common thing. Is that there's, you know, there's care. I feel like a very common thing for these kind of movies, especially monster movies. Is there somebody who is there, displeased at their town, and then something happens at the end, they kind of, you know, learn to embrace their town, learn to embrace their culture. But we don't really get that. Mm-hmm. The, the resolution yeah. for her is she wants to leave, and then at the end, she's making soup, and people like her. Like, are they making soup? I can't remember what, they're making. I can't remember what food uh-huh. they're serving at the end. But it, it just it felt like such like, a weird ending, and like, a, like no, no characters, I feel like, developed really. Um, other than maybe Jesse told uh, that boy that she liked him, 
Mm-hmm. Did, did, that even, did that even happen? I don't think that even happened. I, I don't... No, wasn't there, like, the boy said, like, hey, I have a really cr- big crush on Micah, and yeah. then she was just like, oh, yeah, Micah's got a crush on you, and that's kind of, even though she didn't, and it just never went anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, that kind of gets me into the bigger point of just, like, usually with these types of movies, there's always, like, you know, the external conflict of fighting the aliens, but there's also the internal conflict of, like, wanting to leave this town or kind of, like, you know, developing a relationship with the town or dealing with some internal trauma from the parents or something like that, and... This movie really doesn't have that. It's it hints at it definitely, especially with like the Micah's hunter father and everything like that. But even then, like there's no climax. There's no resolution to that exact plot. It's just and the climax of the movie, we see the hunter dad comes on back. Hunter dad is being you know attacked by the monster, and you know Micah just kind of helps him in terms of destroying the monster, the one monster, which we'll talk about later. Our problems with the ending. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it just it, it it felt like there needed to be some emotional element to this movie that was just not there. Um, it, it was very surface level. What you see is what you get. Um, yeah, which makes it a little bit harder to discuss. But we're, we're trying our best here. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, and I, and I think again, I think that I think that's a lot of that is the the experience of the actresses and kind of you know like they they wanted them like I'm assuming that these actresses were actually kind of friends and they were kind of just saying their lines at times mm-hmm. um but like you know i'd expect micah at some point to be to be more of a leader or uki to be more of like the you know uki is kind of base as the rebel to a degree at the beginning we see her basically scamming uh micah's sister into giving her 15 dollars um so that she can use her phone sometimes and hang out with them uh mm-hmm. but it's but like you know again that, that doesn't really come into play like we kind of see uki is uh, you know and she shows up to the uh, to the party later everyone's kind of like, oh, get the fuck out of here uki you're, you're, you're annoying because you know she is constantly talking about the monster and whatnot but like even that doesn't really go anywhere like she's not the the rebel out the like the rebel character other than the couple of scenes that are there to show us he's a rebel isn't much different from our main kind of goody two shoes character uh which is just you know again i think it's probably the, the, the age of the actors and uh you know the direction they were given um but yeah like you said it makes it really hard to discuss but it also makes it really hard to care like i i think yeah. this is the first movie where like i was watching it and i really just kind of zoned out at times because i was just like nothing nothing's even happening like it felt mm-hmm. like a few times um which you know yeah, again I mean, like is, there's, it, there's it's not what i wanted to of, like this yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One more time. Oh, I was saying, like, you know, like, which in the end, like, wasn't like where I what I wanted to feel with this movie. I didn't, you know, like I, I had really hopeful going to this movie, so to kind of like find myself losing interest in it midway through was, uh, you know, kind of unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. I actually had to stop this movie halfway through and just kind of finish it up the next day. Um, <laughs> in terms of kind of getting on that front, because it was just very samey the whole way through, and yeah, it, there's definitely an emotional core element to this movie that was just kind of missing on that front. And this kind of just I don't know. I was thinking about it a little bit more, and because this is a subgenre, I'd love to see more in terms of just like spunky teens fighting off an alien invasion or something like that, or a monster. Um, mm. Like um, I, I, this movie has been compared to a lot to Attack the Block. Have you ever seen that one? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Classic. so that that is this movie, but done a whole lot better in this one. Instead of Inuit teenagers, it is um, chavs from um, London over in East London fighting off aliens, and that just that's a much much better movie on that front. So I, I feel like they could have looked at that movie in terms of what else to do because that one has a little bit more of an emotional core. That one has a little bit more of a contained plot and then threads that just kind of go places. Um, because, like, there's a little stuff to, like, I remember one of the officers that gets killed, like, they kind of 
make him out to be a creep. Like he says something to the teenager about like her pretty little face or something vaguely pedophilic. And I, that just, that never came anywhere except it, when he died, it was kind of like a, okay, well, I don't feel too bad about him dying. That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that was kind of interesting, the weird messaging. Because we had, so in the beginning, we see this officer and he is kind of picking on the kids. He comes up with the kids and he like kind of, uh, you know, he's giving them a hard time. He's like, oh, you have this new Honda. Like one of the kids has like an ATV essentially. Um, and he's giving them a hard time about the fact he's not wearing a helmet. And he's, you know, he's being kind of a dick. And then, but then we see the the the, the, the Inuit cop as well. Because they're, they're, you know, that she's pair partnered with a, an Inuit cop. Or that, you know, it's kind of showing that she's like, no, leave him the fuck alone. It comes up and it's like, hey man, yeah, get a helmet. You know, it's important. And you kind of see the different, you know, the, this, the, you know, the kind of, um, you know the, the clash between the culture somebody who's familiar with the culture yeah. as part of it addresses the and kids I actually did like that dichotomy between the two I thought that was pretty well done in terms of like you know the kids trust someone a cop who is their own but does not trust this outsider um, yeah well, they, they, they could use more of that yeah, well, it's unfortunate because we see that difference, but then, but then we see him get killed by the bear and mauled, and we see her, she off-screen dies, essentially. We see her kind of knock on the door, try to get in, and then she just is mm-hmm. killed. And it's yeah, like we see her getting dragged away, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just weird because you would think that, like, you know, we would focus more on her, you know, again, as the Inuit cop or as the cop who they're familiar with. Uh, but she almost, I feel like, gets some less sanctimony at death than he does to a degree, where she just kind of gets dragged away, um, which is, you know, it's... I like. I, I then I think like having them kind of having like I think having a story of this community fighting off this creature together. I think would have been a stronger message than just kind of these girls who just kind of fumble their way through it and it just kind of ends. I feel like. Um, yeah. So you I, know I, what? I, I mean, just thinking out loud. There's the angle of like Micah's father being the hunter, and like they could have had a central conflict of like her accepting her father's shadow or accepting that role or just kind of like defining it on her own as well that doesn't go anywhere they could have dealt with the emotional conflict of like you know the whole town coming together to band against fighting these aliens that never went anywhere like there just there's a lot of missed opportunities on that front yeah which again yeah i think i think that's just a weird thing because like so because and talk about kind of the way this alien is introduced. It's not like this alien comes from like is is like you know the result of you know maybe people like looking for oil in these in this in these Alaskan or this Canadian wilderness or anything like that. There's just kind of the alien is just kind of there. A surveyor finds it and gets killed, and then the alien literally at the end just leaves. And it's very uh, I don't know for for what the messaging could be and for how we could talk about like this alien. You know, generally aliens act as some kind of outside force, some invading force on a culture, and the idea is that by the end they push back whatever that invasion is, whatever that thing is. It's really I can't think of any line we can draw uh, this alien to, you know. Like, I, I can't think of what the alien could represent, and, it, and, it, and so it feels to me almost like a movie, you know, like a movie that's just made because to be a movie. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like you know, like like you know, obviously the, the I think it's great the director wanted to bring uh, you know her home kind of culture into this movie and make a movie for these people, you know, for that you know these people who aren't really not represented in film very often. But you would have just I just hope that there have been more to it than that like it, it feels like the movie exists for that purpose and no other real story um which is unfortunate yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, well there, were there any scenes that like you liked in this movie anything that kind of stuck out to you is like oh that was done well or even the opposite something that you felt like oh man that kind of frustrated me in terms of i wanted to be done better uh so in terms of what i liked i really liked the opening scene honestly i, I was feeling pretty good about the movie when it started off with the guy who kind of got you know pulled uh, in the beginning, there's this this surveyor who's you know doing his surveying thing, and like, and I feel like this this scene almost must have been like a B 
like a, a different filming group because it felt I don't know it just felt different the way it was filmed mm-hmm. um, and the way he was killed uh, he kind of pulled pulled in I thought it was like a nice kind of you know way to hint out what the monster was but not really show it um, so I like that part um, I also really think I think I mentioned to you I liked the way that the the polar bear moved when they first see this polar bear and he's like mm-hmm. his, his like he like, it looked very fake you know it's CG it's, it's low budget but it, it's this this polar bear has like broken arms or broken wrists so it, like the way it moves is really fucking weird because this alien creature is inside of it piloting it and I really liked that I thought that was really yeah cool. and I want to talk um, about that a little bit more as well because um the creature effects I mean there is some CGI and it's not very good CGI throughout this movie but most of the effects are practical effects um mm-hmm. and they actually hired a contortionist who basically had these skin suits that they designed for the victims that they were wearing and it very clearly was like the movements of someone who's wearing the suit of a human but doesn't quite know how to move as a human um Mm. so it was just kind of like bending over backwards walking on hands that sort of thing and it was just the contortionist did a pretty good job honestly um apparently that bear suit was like extremely well, they, they had another suit for, like, an Arctic fox or something like that, and yeah. um, the contortionist got into that one, but for some reason, they didn't use that footage at all, um, and apparently that one was, like, really difficult to actually move around in, and that was kind of what they were most proud of, um, mm. but they, they cut that scene. Uh, but yeah, I, that's uh, kind of how that goes. I, I do wish the contortionist did something a little bit more interesting, because, so, the, we see, I think, two possessed bodies. We see the one, I don't know who that first one was, I don't know, like, that, the, like, the main one who followed them around, that wasn't mm-hmm. the cop. I don't know who that, like, that, they seem to be the recurring villain, they're even the one, that, they're even the one that's posted on the, the poster of it. Um, but basically, this, this contortionist move was to stand there, and then do that kind of bend backwards, do, like, the, the bridge, and walk on your hands, your, your hands and uh, feet, kind of, like, bent over, doing, like, the kind of, the bridge arc. And they did that like multiple times in the movie, and I kind of just wish they'd yeah. been a little bit more creative. It seems like that was their go-to: was look at the girls, do their bend over, and walk towards them. Um, mm-hmm. So you and know, that kind it, of brings me to sorry. another point as well in terms of just like I feel I, I didn't feel threatened by this alien at all throughout no. the entire movie. Like it was so slow, there was no consistency in terms of just like when it's going to attack. You know, you could easily walk away from it because it was just so-so the whole time. Like, it, it could shoot, like, I don't know, kind of tendrils out from its fingers and shit like that. But really, like, it took a huge wind-up period the whole time. Like, literally, it was like 10 seconds of just standing next to the alien. And then finally, the tendrils would come on out. And I remember just being like, okay, why can't they just, like, speed walk away from this alien? It, <laughs> it seems like it would work based on the logic that the movie has set forward. Um, yeah. So I did not find the alien intimidated at all. Okay, I can't remember. Did, did they kill the polar bear? Or did the polar, they did, it just abandoned the polar bear body for human bodies. It just felt that would be better. Uh, I think they killed the polar bear itself like they did with the fox. I, I, I think they, what they okay. were trying to go for is just like they killed the polar bear, they killed the fox, and then that was kind of like the alien's trigger in terms of just like, oh, shit, there's a predator and we need to go after these hunter kids, that sort of thing. That that was okay. my impression. All right, all right. Okay, I guess it makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, but I, I agree though. I, yeah, I feel like it wasn't really much of a threat. Like the one time, even like when it gets the dad too, it's that weird scene where in you know every other time it kind of grabs people and the little eye, like they love them little the tentacle comes out the eye. But this time for some reason it decided to use his tentacles to hold his arms, and you're like, what? <laughs> like mm-hmm. what's like it, it? It like it was going to just like BDSM, like it got his arms separated and it was going to go for his face. So basically giving. Um, uh micah the time to wind up and get a weapon uh like it just it it felt very 
like you said, like never felt like there was a threat. It felt like the kids were always safe. I might, I would have liked if one of them had died at one point or, you know, gone. Like, or, you know, there's a, a, an infection that we weren't aware of, like something like that would have been cool. Um, I almost thought at one point the little girl was going to die. Um, Aju, was it Aju? Uh, I thought she was going to die, yeah. the, the little kid. Uh, but no, even she didn't get got. Uh, yeah, and Aju was like the perfect, like there were multiple times throughout this movie where the alien was kind of running towards her and she just stood there the whole time. Like it was like 30 seconds of just standing there and everyone's screaming, Aju, run, Aju, run. And after a while, it just felt like, okay, we're padding this movie for <laughs> coming well, out. And she just had her, her little hood up. So like it could have like been inside of the hood or like, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, well, even that scene, and I think also this is part of the acting, was that time where Uki was had the head because um, basically these, these creatures we find out are very attracted to like their own blood. Or yeah, I guess it's you know a revenge thing, but Uki's there, standing there with a the head at one point and talking to herself, and I think it's supposed to be kind of funny, but it's really just awkward because she's just spouting dialogue, um, and it comes up behind her and just stands there, and you're just like, is this supposed to be scary? Like, what's what's going on here? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it it felt like yeah, like nobody ever felt they were at risk. Um, what you get? Like it, it's it makes it hard. Uh, for this movie to succeed because it's you know again it's like, what is the movie going for it's not really a horror but it's also not really much of a commentary it's not it's you know it just it like we said before it just feels like it's a movie for movie's sake as opposed to like really trying to say something which which is unfortunate because you you know given that it was a unique option to kind of show this uh, this culture and this this um, this group of, of kids and these you know these 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 actors you know who are even from the place that's being done but like not not really much is happening with it mm-hmm. um, and you know you don't want to be like. It's hard because you know I both talked about we don't want to be hard on this movie because of that because like you know obviously again these kids kids are new to acting um, mm-hmm. and this isn't a, a culture or a, a group people get to see very often represented in films so you want to applaud it for that and you want to you know you want to give it all the levels you can for that but at the same time the movie itself is just really there's not really much there yeah um, definitely it, it's not so much talent I mean the talent is not there but at the same time it's more so experience like yeah I mean these are kids they might getting you know become something if they wanted to pursue acting as a career but i just yeah i right now with the script they've been provided and the direction they've been provided and just kind of everything on that front it's just like it, it left a lot to be desired yeah uh, well it, it, it's interesting because if you look at apparently rotten tomatoes based on what wikipedia is saying it says that it's a 92 percent approval rating yeah but then uh, it says it has an average rating of 6.8 i'm like how does a 92 percent approval and an average of 6.8 what is that uh, it, <laughs> it says it has a 92 percent approval rating uh-huh. average rating down. of 6.8 so hmm. how does that work um, well rotten tomatoes they do it basically if the reviewer um, or the critic uh, recommends the movie then that bumps it up and then if they don't recommend it it bumps it down so the 92 is basically a binary sort of thing it's either the critic recommended it or they don't in terms of the review the 6.2 that might be like they rated it on a 5 point scale or 10 point scale or something like that um, oh, okay could be that yeah that's what I'm thinking. And that, yeah, that 92 that, is way too high for this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's and again, I think I think that is the thing where I think it is uh, that kind of cultural thing where I think that you know, we're like, so it's it's apparently certified fresh, yeah, 90, percent but then the audience score is 49, percent and I always tend to go to the audience score more than the critic score um, yeah. because again, I think this is an example of the critics are trying to support the movie that it is, support the 
you know, the step forward in the, you know, the appreciation of the culture and the fact that this is a movie that we don't, that we don't see very often. I think that's when 90% is coming. Again, it's like we mm-hmm. said, you know, you want, you want to elevate these movies that are something new to a degree, but at the same time, well, the actual story itself I'm going to stop you right there real quick. It's not so much we haven't seen this movie before because we have seen this movie before. Oh, it's yeah, the culture yeah, yeah. being represented is the big thing. And yeah, I, I'd yeah. love to see more movies. I mean, this is a great setting for a horror movie. Um, I, I would love to see more. I just want a better movie associated with it. Yeah, well, and, and I think it's, it's being pushed up a little bit more because, like, some I think yeah. the the critics' consensus that uh, Ron Tomatoes gives is that it is a refreshing spin on a standard alien invasion thriller, and I don't I don't agree. <laughs> it is a it is a standard alien invasion thriller. <laughs> There's no refreshing yeah. spin. Um, yeah, and I, and think I think we want to talk about the ending a little bit as well. Yeah, you want to jump into there because I think we both had problems with that. Um, so yeah, the ending again. This is a hard movie to spoil because there's really not much that happens. But if you do care about the ending, you can drop off right now. Um, but basically, um, the ending is um, our main character um, Micah is goes back to her home and her dad, who has been absent this entire movie, the famous hunter, who's apparently the best hunter in this entire town, is back. He immediately gets attacked by the monster. Micah is trapped under a bookcase that falls down, and then eventually like they managed to kind of beat this monster back not with any like clever ingenuity or anything it's just kind of like they overpower the monster kill the monster and then it's one monster it's just one monster there have been shown to be several throughout this entire movie but for some reason when that monster dies um at that point i was thinking to myself and i think you were too okay well now they're going to go to the alien spaceship which they have shown throughout this movie okay we're going to have our climax scene where they're going to take the hunt to them okay i I, i'm game for that let's do that but no, we just we get a shot of the, the spaceship, and then the spaceship leaves. And we're just like, oh, okay, I kind of feel cheated out of an ending here. Um, <laughs> do you mm-hmm. feel the same thing as well? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, again, like I was saying before, like, it just feels like there's no resolution. Uh, you know, again, no resolution, no character development. It's literally they kill this one thing, and it's gone. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, they could have used going back to it to be the resolution. And again, that's why like I feel like this would have been a great thing for, like, you know, this again, this coastal community. It's not coastal, sorry, but it's by a body of water. Uh, the, you know, the, this kind of in, indigenous community. I, I always, my oil always is my thing to go to is, you know, it's like having this thing be discovered from drilling or something like that could have been a great thing about how this is encroaching on their, uh, on these groups and, you know, and, or, you know, or, or anything like that. But it's really just. Or even, you know, even like, or even if it was like with um, 30 Days of Night, where part of it was that this kind of dead town is just like dying, uh, you know, like so there, there could have been some some push or some message that could have been uh, highlighted by this monster or, you know, is it the monster's result of and it really just it just ends. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not satisfying in terms of to watch, but it's not satisfying in terms of like a resolution or a message uh, for any of the characters, because then it just the film just ends then with these kids um our main character just kind of, I guess, enjoying herself a little bit more now that this happened. Maybe, maybe showing that she doesn't want that thrilling life she thought she'd want. Um, but they're just now happy to be there. And now news reporters are coming to talk to them about the alien invasion, um, which again seems really unrealistic to me. Because why would this like, why would news, like you know, again these aliens are are dead. Nothing really happened. Like you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, nothing really happened. So why would these newspapers be coming to them anyway, or you know, even believe that this occurred? But we get the impression that like news are hounding them, and they, you know everyone knows about these these kids who fought with these aliens, mm-hmm. uh, which just feels weird to me. It feels it feels like the opposite would normally happen. Like it would be that they they're never believed, but you know in this regard, in this movie at the end, the kids are believed, and the news are you know are eager to hear their story. Yeah, uh, they're minor just, celebrities basically in the town. So yeah, by the end. 
Yeah, it's, and, um, and it's weird because nothing really, nobody really, has, nobody sees it other than these kids, really, right? Like the kid, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, it's not like it's not like Thirty Days of Night where they're under siege at the end, you know? Like really, like this is kind of an isolated incident. Yeah, during the climax of the movie, like the entire town is out in another town, like dancing or something like that. And that's, oh, yeah. that, that's the reason why, like, they kind of said, like, "Well, why aren't the adults happy?" Because apparently, every adult in this town has left to go to this party. Um, which, you know, is, I, I guess for small towns like this, again, it's about 1500 people, but it's still, yeah. 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 Uh, it's yeah. Um, but again, the, 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 I will say that element though, of at the end where these, these, these young girls are now kind of celebrities, you know, maybe things may, maybe the movie trends younger than I was thinking it originally was for. So I originally thought this was for like, uh, I don't know, maybe like an 18 year old, 15 year olds. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's more for kids, um, the, the younger kids age like you know maybe it's the 14 if this was for like 14 year olds 10 year old like not 10 year olds it's too young but like, you know 12 year olds like as like a a younger horror movie uh you know a younger kind of tipping its toes in the horror movie kind of genre maybe it maybe functions better i, I still think that they'd be a little bored by it because it does run under 90 minutes but i don't know about you but it felt long to me it, it felt, felt like very movie. long because there's so many uh, scenes that are just dragged out or have the exact same setup and the exact same payoff and just like I didn't care about any of the characters. <laughs> That's really yeah. What like, it comes I, down I, to. I wonder, but I wonder if I don't know if like, like Lindsay's younger sister, I think just turned thirteen. I wonder if she might enjoy it more. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but not again. Not not saying the younger kids are, you know. But just you know, they might. It, it might be more of a connectable story. Maybe maybe the dialogue sounds better to them. I don't know. Um, yeah. But. That, 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 that's my that's kind of my hope i guess is you know maybe i'm just not the right age for this possibly okay. yeah it could be we're not the debt right demographic but uh yeah i don't think either of us were too impressed by that movie um but yeah any other thing you want to talk about with uh slashback oh god it took me a second to remember what we were talking about oh uh, uh, uh yeah, the name the, the, i will say the name doesn't really help me i don't know yeah like, yeah, I did. I, I did read an article about like. Let me see if I can find it again as to the reason why the name was created chosen. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, I'm going to try and verify it. Uh, basically, they were kind of like saying, "Oh, they're slashing. They're slashing hunters, and they're fighting back." And we think that would be a good kind of name for the movie. Oh, um, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I, I did like. Um, I don't know. I was interested. So they talk a little bit about this like. They, they they relate. I'm assuming to a, a god of sorts or some legend. Uh, the alien to this legend, or this this creature that like shapeshifts and takes kids and stuff. And I thought that was an interesting concept. And I you know I would have loved to see them explore that a little bit more. Um, the, you know the, the lore of what they thought this creature was, or you know what this creature could be representing. Um, but again, it's one of the things where they kind of mention it, talk about it a couple times. I think Uki is the one who mentions it multiple times. But everyone else is kind of mm-hmm. like, whatever. And then once you know, once the creature starts attacking, it's it, that that plot line is dropped as well. Um, you know, so I would I would have liked to see that a little bit more. Because um, you know, I was curious. I was trying to find. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't. I don't think just you know, looking up based on the word they were saying, I didn't really know what they were saying. Um, so I don't know, I, that would have been I think interesting if they explored that a little bit more as well. Um, and maybe called it that, whatever that creature was called. That could have made me a different name for the movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, any final thoughts on Slashback? No, 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 nothing we haven't really said. You know, again, I think that maybe, like, 
you know, I, I appreciate this movie for the cultural uh, significance it probably has. Um, and, you know, I think I'm, if the community that this represents is really happy with it, that's great. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope it again, opens, I, opens up doors definitely for this director in terms of, like, they go on to do better projects and that sort of thing, too. Because, yeah, the concept is sound. The, the, the representation yeah. is great. It's just the execution was not that great. Well, and the thing about it, too, is like this movie was thrown, I think, back in 2019, 2018. Like, mm. I saw pictures of the actresses kind of promoting it. And I, I, didn't, I couldn't tell who they were because they changed so much. Because, you know, mm-hmm. four years at that age, like, you know, you, you change a lot between that time. Uh, so, you know, again, this isn't – these actors are definitely young. Um, and, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll do more things uh, as well. Uh, I'd almost would love to see them revisit the movie to a degree, do it again maybe. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe without – now maybe this is a proof of concept to then go back in and do the movie again. Um but yeah, you know, I, I I don't like being harsh on a movie like this, especially a movie like I don't think like I, I, we talked before about how I think this movie like you know it's it's not like the movie isn't trying to trying to pretend it's trying it's not trying to pretend something that it isn't. So you know, I want to be positive with this movie. I, I don't want to you know this isn't the kind of movie you want to criticize really because you think mm-hmm. you can tell people are trying trying to do what they can. And again, these kids don't really have much experience. Um, so well, I wouldn't recommend people see the movie. It's you know it's. I, we appreciate what it's trying to do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely on that front right there. But at the same time, too, we want to just, you know, make sure it's better. And, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of constructive criticism on that front right there, too. Yeah. And I, I do think I, the biggest thing I can give this movie is just like the, there was a heart of the movie that was missing. There was an emotional component to it, an emotional conflict that was outside, you know, teenagers fighting aliens that was just not there. Um, and I wish that it kind of moved into it a little bit more and kind of went that direction or at least included that as a subplot at some point. Oh, yeah. actually, speaking of subplots, uh, w- was Lena and Micah a subplot? Was that a thing? The what now? Who was Lena again? Lena. Le- Lena was was the rich quote unquote girl, the one who had, oh, the one yeah, had a yeah, cell phone yeah. and, and unlimited data. Because uh-huh. um, that, that said okay, this this is something that I, I meant to ask about, and like this is my last kind of thing. Um, sure, go for it. So so um so when um uh when was it Jess? So Jess liked that guy, and or Jesse liked that guy, and um, he liked Micah, or uh, but Micah didn't like him. Is what I is the impression I got. But it, it implies that Micah likes somebody, and mm-hmm. there's a conversation about Lena wearing perfume and how she uh, is wearing it for somebody as well. Um, yeah. And I couldn't tell what they were saying with that. And at one time, like at one point, I don't know, Lena says a weird thing where she's like, "Sometimes I wear." perfume just at home to feel good about myself and it's like mm-hmm. okay cool weird weird comment but okay cool 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 but like yeah i mean that i, I kind of get because it, it seems like these girls are very very bored in their town and they you know it, they're, they're they're basically preteens at this point and mm. in that world they want to like you know oh perfume is an adult thing well maybe i want to go ahead because i want to grow up um you know, and, and that, that could be another emotional theme in this movie they could have pushed forward in terms of just, like, you know, the difference between wanting to grow up or maturing. And, like, this could be a coming-of-age sort of representation that they didn't really go yeah. with. Um, but, yeah, like, that but, sort of thing. Did, but did you read part of that as, like, did it, did it seem to you like like Lena and Micah may have liked each other? Like, that, that I may have been reading into it way too much because yeah, Micah says that, that there is all, somebody. Personally. Like, well, because they, they, they say that there's somebody that she likes. And we never know who it is. And then I don't know, but then she gets really, she seems really distressed when Lena gets in trouble, gets her phone taken away and she mm-hmm. messages Jess and it's like, oh, do you think Lena's mad at me? Like, I don't know. I've, I'm probably running into this way too much, but you know, if they ever want to develop this story again, maybe go in that yeah, direction. Yeah, personally, I, I never got that at all. So couldn't <laughs> all right, tell you. All right. Uh-huh. All right. I was yeah. trying to, I was reading too much into it, I guess, but I was just like, <laughs> is that what they're going for? Are they going for that Micah likes Lena maybe? Uh, Cause uh-huh. I think Micah also wears perf- 
but I guess that could have also been to later on. There's a scene where they use the perfume to like theoretically mask the smell of the blood. So I could have mm-hmm. just been, that could have just been that element there as well. But I could have sworn that Micah says she likes somebody, but we never figured out who it was. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, and I'm like, hmm, maybe it's Luna. Maybe that maybe that's who it was. I don't know. Yeah, um, nothing on that front right there. All okay. right, cool. Well, that, um, <laughs> that sounds good. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. This has been Purvis Grew Talk Horror Movies. Thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Horror Movie Story by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off of the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Mm, excuse me. I had another burp coming out through the entire thing, but I got it. We got it. Um, yeah, that's that right there. Uh, we will eventually, to celebrate uh, Evil Dead Rise coming out, going through an Evil Dead marathon. Uh, that may oh, yeah. start sometime in the next few weeks. So we'll go ahead and kind of time that to be, you know, right before the next movie. So uh, look forward to that as well. Of course, you know, we are active on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Send us a message, post a comment. We are always taking requests if there's anything you would like to see. Uh, we have done episodes in the past uh, that people have requested as well. But thank you all so much for listening and stay groovy. Bye. <laughs>